Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That is the voice of Yocheved Lifshitz. Yocheved is an 85-year-old grandmother who was taken hostage on October 7th by Hamas terrorists. She is describing the treatment that she received when she was a hostage. We know she was released yesterday, of course, and, and, and able to talk. Thank God. Thank God this woman, two hostages were released yesterday. Thank God this woman is able to talk, and she has been reunited with her family. But as you heard, she was describing the tunnels that the hostages were being kept in. And she said much more than that. And please, I would encourage everybody to go listen to her translation of how she was kept. But she also described that she was given medicine um, and care and food. I wanted folks to better understand, um, and nobody fully understands except Hamas, the tunnel network under Gaza, why it exists, and how these hostages were able to be kept safe when the people of Gaza are not able to be kept safe in these tunnels. So joining me now, as he did last week, is the General Consul of Israel to the Midwest, Yanam Cohen. Yanam once again joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Yanam, thank you for the time today and, and trying to help us understand this tunnel network. Good morning. Yes. Um, just, just to give a broader context, you know, Hamas, the terrorist organization uh, group of Hamas, has been controlling uh, the Gaza Strip since 2007. During this time, uh, instead of investing time, money, efforts to uh, improve the well-being of Gazans, what they did is use large chunks of the international support and of the money in Gaza to, you know, to build and prepare a military infrastructure, a very massive one, that a major part of that includes also um, you know, a whole system of tunnels that are underground. There is a parallel city. There is a Gaza city, and there is a parallel city that is underground where Hamas uh, operatives are hiding when some of their he- headquarters are. And as we just heard, also where they're keeping some of the Israeli hostages. My, my question, uh, you know, I'm Adam Carter here, is the intelligence that uh, Israel has about these tunnels how extensive is that intelligence, and could it be used, you know, by the Israeli military to infiltrate these tunnels? I want to be very cautious here because, of course, I don't pretend to have all the military right. um, information that we have. But let me just say the following thing. Israel is, has been aware for many years now for the existence, for the efforts that Hamas has put in, in you know, in preparing and building this very complicated system of tunnels we have actually also been able to see some of them because at a certain point they also tried to build some tunnels that would serve to infiltrate Israeli territory. So we discovered some of them, we were able to block them, but we know that they put a lot of efforts. I know that our, you know, IDF, our defense forces, and our intelligence are focused on that, and I hope that we have enough information that would allow us to um, actively act against this system of tunnels that we have to say it is terror tunnels these are tunnels that use 
the Hamas operatives for their ter- 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 uh, purposes. So it is a very legitimate uh, military target, of course. Yanam, I know that the U.N. has uh, sent more than has spent billions of dollars in aid to the Gaza Strip to provide relief for more than two million Palestinians. And that is going back, you know, to 2014. That is going back even before, you know, way before this current conflict. Um, Six hundred million in 2020 alone. Is that money actually going to the Gazans, or is it going to help build these terror tunnels? That's a huge question. You know, it's not only the United Nations, but also the European Union that has, you know, since 2007 that Hamas took control over Gaza, delivered billions and billions of, of dollars and euros to the Gaza Strip. Let me tell you the following. We have enough indications that show that at least some of the money, some of the aid got into the hands of Hamas for military purposes. Just from the past week, um, UNRWA, the United Nations agency that supports the Palestinian, wanted to ask to, you know, Israel and Egypt to enter um, oil um, fuel to, to the Gaza Strip. We know for sure because UNRWA published it, they tweeted about it, and then because of the fear of Hamas, they deleted it. But they said initially that Hamas stole some of the fuels that were, you know, destined to the Gazans, to the civilian population. Mm-hmm. Then out of fear mm-hmm. of Hamas, they deleted this tweet, but it was, it was out there, so we know that. We now have indications that Hamas, listen to that, this is crazy. Hamas and Islamic Jihad are now digging, you know, in the ground, taking out um, tubes um, that were supposed, that are part of the, you know, civil infrastructure for sewage, for water, and so on. They take it out. These are pipes that, that received from the European Union and the United Nations. They take them out. They cut off the, the sewage and the water system infrastructure in Gaza, and they convert them into homemade missiles to shoot, to continue to shoot uh, towards Israel. It is that crazy. So, you know, when we talk about humanitarian needs that are very important, we have to make sure that they reach the hands of the civils in Gaza and not the, and not the Hamas and Islamic Jihad. We are talking to Yanam Cohen, a Council General of Israel to the Midwest. Not that we would trust anything that Hamas tells us or any of their actions, but the fact that they have released now four hostages, what does that tell us, I guess, about the hopes for the remaining hostages? It tells us two things. The first thing, and I want to, I want to say it very loud and clear, it is Hamas, Hamas um, you know, we demand they release the unconditional release of all the hostages. It is against the international humanitarian law to hold civils as hostages. So this is the first thing. And it should happen not tomorrow, but today. So when we talk about humanitarian needs in Gaza, this is for me the most pressing humanitarian issue. Secondly, it also says that, for me at least, it implies that Hamas is under a lot of pressure. They understand that the imminent uh, ground operation that might um, happen very soon by Israel might be might be very destructive for them. So they try to linger and they, they try to postpone it as much as they can by creating uh, a, a pretentious uh, willingness to negotiate to release the hostages. Why are they releasing every you know every week? They're releasing two hostages, usually women, because they understand that if they're not doing that, Israel would enter with full force. So they try to create, you know, a long 
period of time for negotiation to and for you know the postponement of the Israeli operation. So it is clear that they're under a lot of pressure. We are, you know, of course, not negotiating with Hamas, but Qatar does so. Qatar has close relations both with Hamas and a good dialogue with the United States. We are with close, um, I would say, dialogue with the American administration about that issue. And of course, we take that into consideration on the operational plans for, you know, for the operation in Gaza. You know, the reason I wanted to talk about the tunnels today is because I was thinking about this. The the hostages, at least this woman and her friend, uh, were safe and they got one meal a day. They got a mattress to sleep on, <clears throat> according to her testimony, and they got medicine. And early in the conflict, our own um, congressperson, Ilhan Omar, tweeted that remember, the people of Gaza don't have bomb shelters. And I thought to myself, well, of course they don't have bomb shelters because all of whatever the supplies that were to be making bomb shelters and keeping the people of Gaza safe went to use the tunnels. And this is why I wanted you to come on because it's, I'm so glad that the the Israelis, this Israeli woman was released and that she was safe. But if the, if the government of Gaza, if Hamas really cared about its people, wouldn't it let them into the tunnels to be safe from this shelling? They would have let them into the tunnels to keep them safe from, you know, from the shelling. They would have let them go into the safe areas in the south of the Gaza Strip. There's a humanitarian area in in the south of the Gaza Strip. Israel called repeatedly to the civil population to go down there. But Hamas, and we have countless evidence for that, Hamas is preventing its own people from going down south because they want to keep using them as human shields. We have countless proofs for that. And you know, of course, that not only that, but they're also hiding their headquarters, not only in tunnels, but also in, you know, in civil, civil buildings, in residential buildings, in hospitals, in schools. So this is, a, this is a double war crime because not only Hamas is trying to intentionally kill Israeli civilians, but they're, lo- they're also using their own civilians as human shields. Mm-hmm. Uh, your reaction so far as to uh, uh, how, how America has handled this, you mentioned that you know, the release of the hostages uh, f- facilitated by Qatar uh, with the help of, uh, of the American government. Just your reaction about the Biden administration uh, and the U.S.'s response this far into this. You know, in general terms, I, I would like to say that we have seen, I mean, we have seen a very strong and decisive American president uh, that supports Israel, that supports the Israeli operation against Hamas, that is also sending very strong messages to Israeli, uh, you know, to some of our neighbors in the Middle East, not to jump in into the war. We're talking about Iran, Hezbollah, Syria, and so on. We have seen an American Congress that is very united. You did mention one Congresswoman woman from Minnesota, mm-hmm. but I think that in general terms, we see a very united bipartisan uh, support for for yes. Israel in the American Congress, which is very important. And I, you know, and I think that legitimate, it is very legitimate that the American administration also has concern about uh, the hostages because, you know, as you know, the, the the majority of them are Israelis, but there's also a lot of Americans there. So it's a mutual interest. We stand together in that. And this is why it's important that we continue the dialogue between, you know, our administrations. Yanam Cohen, General Counsel to Israel of the Midwest. Uh, we thank you so much for the time and we'll call on you again, sir. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I just want everybody to hear that part of it, that if Hamas actually cared about the Palestinians, they would have, A, built bomb shelters long time ago. I'm talking 10, 20 years ago when you know Israel pulled out of Gaza in 2005. So they would have built infrastructure to keep the Palestinians safe if they really thought that Israel was constantly trying to kill Palestinians. But they didn't, or they don't care about Palestinians because they just built terror tunnels to go kill Israelis. They did not build the infrastructure to save their own people. And now, now... They're treating hostages better than they are their own people. I'm grateful because, again, the, the hostages didn't do anything wrong. They, they, of course, it's a horrible situation to be in. Thank God that at least they're safe while being kept in the terror tunnels. But if Hamas really wanted to protect those people, they would have done it or would do it now by allowing them access to those tunnels. We'll be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.